Howdy folks and welcome to the Snowies Camping Show. You are here with Ben and Lauren, myself. How are you today, Ben? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. So wherever you're listening to your podcast, don't forget to subscribe, whether you're on YouTube or your podcast app, um, and also jump onto our Snowies Camping Show Facebook group and join in the conversation. So speaking about the Facebook group, uh, recently – And I realised we didn't run this on YouTube as well. So I have to make a note that whenever we're doing stuff in the Facebook group to also run it on YouTube because I know some of our YouTubers, that's enough social media platforms for them and they're not engaged in things like Facebook. We kind of ignored YouTube a bit, uh, the sort of community side of it until recently and then we put a few things on there and it turns out lots of people use it. So we're going to use it more often. Yes. So um, recently we – ran a bit of a competition or it wasn't necessarily a competition per se because you didn't really get anything at the end. But Because <laughs> we've got nothing to give away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But essentially um, people were suggesting potential episode ideas, which was really fantastic. A lot of people mm. had some excellent ideas. And I was also pretty stoked because quite a lot of the ideas that people suggested are ideas that we already have in the pipeline. So yeah, it was nice. good to sort of know, oh, yeah, we're actually making content that people – do you want to hear about, yeah. which is awesome. And lots that we realise we need to be not quite or maybe just focus on the little things. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a really cool um, little exercise that we did there in um, the Camping Show Facebook group. But anyway, the point of that post was whoever's suggestion got the most interactions, like smiley faces, whatever you want to call them, yep. uh, we would do an episode on. Yep. And it was a draw. So today. When, How was it a draw? Like, did you it was a, a draw because two of the suggestions had exactly the same amount of interactions. Oh, I see. Does that like, make sense? Like you're talking about pluses, like thumbs up or whatever. Thumb, or yeah. yeah, okay. Pluses. pluses. Oh, you're adorable. <laughs> oh, get out. We're going to start the episode again now. You just call me adorable. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So um, two of the comments had the same amount of interaction uh, pluses. reaction pluses. It's like Google Plus. Um, <laughs> a long time and, ago. <laughs> and so instead of trying to pick between the two, we decided we will just do both of them. Cool. Um, so today's episode is uh, was suggested by Lisa Hocking. Hello, Lisa. Um, and basically – she just wanted to know more about our individual camping setups, like actually running through. Which we talked about for We've quite a while. We've talked about. And we wanted to kind of video on it, don't we? It's yeah. kind of a walkthrough, but that means we've got to like pack the car and then come in with the car ready. And, I know. And logistically it's more difficult. It's one of those things where we've both, uh, like it's commonly been asked and I think there is a couple of factors. One of them is like we're like, Oh, but our camping setup isn't really that good. Like yeah. we're just everyday people. We're not fancy like or whatever. Are expecting the absolute, yeah, and it's best sort of and latest in worry, all the gear. Yeah, you know yeah. a bit of that like imposter syndrome or whatever. Yeah. Like you're worried that people are going to go what? And yeah. um, <laughs> you shouldn't be hosting a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <I> mean, <laughs> well, that might be our first censored word in the podcast. I don't know. Do we have to censor oh, it? I'm dear. not sure. Anyway, Probably. There might be a bleep there. Apologies. Make note of the time stamp there. Right. Anyway. <laughs> you know what you were saying now? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man, we're out of control. Um, and then the other factor is, like you said, the logistics of just actually doing it. Yep. Um, but we have received this question loads of times, especially since starting the podcast, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, how do we adequately run through our setup just by audio and talking? Because it's one of those things that you probably really need to see. Yep. But anyway, nevertheless. We'll do it one day. When when next opportunity arises, we, we will do a walkthrough. Yeah. No promises on when, so but we will get there. We're basically just going to cover it as much as we can, you know, in this audio format essentially um, because it is something that people want to know. And we have – touched on various elements of this throughout a whole host of different episodes. Mm. Um, so we're just consolidating the information here and now in this single episode. Yep. I will also preface that when we're going to ACOF, Australian Camp Oven Festival um, in Milmarin in Queensland on the October long weekend, mm-hmm. I will be driving there in my setup. Ooh, so with Larry – who's our videographer, I've teed up that we will do an actual video on my setup. Well, that'll be good. At ACOF because it will all be there. We'll have all our tech gear there. It'll be in situ. It'll be good, ready to go. So awesome. I will not, just for the record, I'm getting a higher car. But You're doing a fancy holiday. I am because I'm in the Gold Coast with the kids and taking time out for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll just have a higher car, so nothing fancy. But we'll get but to yours at we'll some stage. Yeah. Yep. Next time I get out camping. Right. I'll do a runabout. So today we're Let's get stuck probably, into um, yours. I don't know if we'll get through both of us today, but we'll at least get into mine and mm-hmm. we'll see how we go for time. Um, so you're interviewing me. Yeah. On my setup. On your setup. Right. So. Far away. What type of camping do you do? Well, I've got two young daughters, so it's family, preferably full drive touring type camping. I'm not okay. a full blown sort of a hardcore full drive. It's, mm-hmm. it's set up as a, a tour, outback touring. Mm-hmm. And you're primarily set up to be able to go off the beaten track and do bush camping and stuff and not and avoid like a lot of facilities, correct? Yes, okay. um, with the exception of um, I probably need to modify my toilet setup, mm-hmm. which we'll get to um, because of the bigger focus nowadays on being self-sufficient for toilets. Yeah, yeah cool. And what kind of vehicle do you have? So it's in plenty of videos that you would have seen on the YouTube channel, but it's uh, at the moment a Nissan Patrol. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a 2011 Y61 Silver Patrol. That's Isn't silver? Yeah. It looks sort of gold or bronzy to oh, me. I used to have an old GU that was gold. Champagne they called it, but this one's silver. Is it really? Yeah, maybe okay. it was just after the Pilbara or something and it was had a tinge <laughs> of red over the top and that's what <laughs> maybe. you thought. Um, but it's nothing over – like it's pretty standard. I've mm-hmm. got standard size wheels on it. It's got – upgraded suspension um, so for, for touring and sort of the basic extras, I suppose, auxiliary battery and those sort of things, but it's how, not over the top. How much of an upgraded um, suspension do you have? Oh, it was on know? it when I bought it. Okay. It's an old man EMU suspension and it wouldn't okay. be more than like your standard one each lift just with better quality um, shocks and springs. So okay. um, it's, it's nothing over the top. Yeah. And it did have bigger tyres on it, but I actually pulled them back just to getting um, good quality all-terrain sort of 70, 30 tyres on it so that it – Because ultimately it's your daily driver, isn't it, realistically? I mean you um, public transport to work and ride and whatever where possible, yeah. but it is your family's daily driver. Oh, it, it, really? It, yeah, on a week. Yeah, during we've got a small car to get around, yeah. but this is used as a second car and to get around on the weekend. Mm-hmm. If we're going for a long drive, we'll take yeah. patrol. Yeah, yep. cool. Yep. So what is your tent slash sleeping shelter set up? 
So I've got a lot of tents at home um, at the moment and probably what I'll settle on moving forward is an RV5. I love the RV5. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the sidewalls to go on that so you mm-hmm. can create the sheep, sleeping shelter, a uh, sleeping area, and then you've got your awning and you can pick and choose which walls you want on there, whether it's fully enclosed, just one side to cut out the Yeah, wind. so you said side walls, but do you mean you've also got the front? Like you've got all Not three? Not the front wall. Or you no, don't have the just front the wall. side. Just, so okay. the side panels, they, yeah. they're called from the RV perspective. But I haven't got the front. Um, never really needed it. I don't mm. I don't like to be too enclosed when I'm camping. Like I've yeah. got my room to get into to sleep in and be enclosed at, at, at night when I'm sleeping, but I like to have openness. I guess um, the side <clears> walls give you a bit of potentially a bit of a windbreak and a bit of extra shelter and maybe privacy as well. Yep, absolutely. Sun, yeah. and, sun and wind mainly and rain as well. If it is raining and you've set the tent up properly, you've got a bit more space to, to mm. just shelter from the rain. Um, but I have got – I've got like a big dome. It's an older Black Wolf um, like like family a Mo, dome. Mo like a Jave or Mo, ha- Mo um, Jave? No, or it's got a it tough, tough dome. Oh, yeah, twin. yeah. Yep. It's actually – it's big. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what we got when we first – I went from like just using hiking tents in mm. a four-wheel drive because it was just yeah. two of us and we were super simple sort of set up to like, okay, we're getting kids, we need to get a family tent. And yeah, it was right. a big jump for me to get this massive 20-kilo tent. Um, so we might use that if we're, say, going somewhere and going to stay for three, four days plus. Yeah. We'll put that there because there's room for the kids to run around inside and particularly if it is wet weather, um, there's more. it's one big room. So we can have beds at each end and there's a big space in the middle and there's mm-hmm. room to just kind of be in the tent if it's really rainy. Um, but more and more we're just using the RV tent now. Yeah. Yeah, ease of setup and reliability. So obviously your kids are a bit younger, mm-hmm. still on sort of on that younger end of things. Is the intention that as they get older you might enclose that front space on your RV so there's an additional room or would you – consider getting an extra tent or taking an extra tent? That's a good question. I haven't got to that stage okay. of thinking about how that might work. Um, I mean, I'd be quite happy to sleep outside the tent under the stars. That's <laughs> yeah. happened before. When yeah. I'll just, I'll you just have go the sleep outside. Yeah. The tent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we'd have to play it by ear with the kids. They still like sleeping in the same space as us, yeah. but eventually that might change. And I guess we'll be led by them a bit. What do they want? But then mm. I need to think about how all that fits in the car as well. And you're like minimalist sort of nature nature of packing. Yeah, that's right. I have used a lightweight instant up 4P tent in the past, more so to see how it lasts. So we mm-hmm. did, did a two-week trip with a just a 4P silver and it's pretty hammered after yeah. <laughs> two weeks on um, on dirt, outback dirt roads, but it, it was fine. I did have to sort of anchor it to the car one sandstormy night because um, right. it was kicking around a fair bit and we woke up with sand all over us. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a lightweight option, but not as reliable. There was, I spent more time thinking, oh, is the tents right? I better get yeah. up and check this. I better check that. I better put some extra that was, pegs in That's here. a silver 4P instant up, Coleman. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah. Yep. So it's a lighter weight option, mm-hmm. but with those lighter weight options comes the benefit of less weight in the car, easier to handle, more space with your, with your packing scenario because it doesn't take up as much room. But I guess when you're saying lighter weight, it's more so the context of the fabrics because those instant up framed tents do tend to be heavier than a dome alternative or something like that, right? Be- just because of the nature of the frame and how much, you know, engineering of it and yeah. physical frame is required for that instant up to stay strong. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and probably they're good for livability because mm. the walls the walls are upright. So for family yep. camping, that's good. But if you're kind of maybe looking for something to withstand all weathers, you know, tropical storms. Yeah. And there was a tropical storm we were in up in Kakadu on my last trip. Um, I don't think the instant up would have lasted that storm. It would have been damaged. Okay. A dome tent may have done because it's more forgiving and maybe an air tent, but then I don't have the livability of the family camping side of it. So Yeah. But the RV is a good balance for me of everything. It's tough. You anchor it. You set it up properly. Yeah. It's, a, it's rock solid. It's good quality, isn't it? Yep. So actually just really quickly on the RV, when if you're um, just stopping at a place just for one night mm-hmm. uh, and the weather's pretty calm, do you bother pegging everything out or is it one of those things we could probably get away with just pegging the four corners and chucking your mattresses in and then you're getting up the next morning and you're leaving? I mean, I know what we need, what not what we need to say, but probably yeah. what we should say yep. because it, you know, what best practice is. Yeah. But with that style, you reckon you could get away with it? You probably could, at least um, not put the awning up. If it's mm-hmm. a quick stop, if I'm there late yeah. at night, going first thing in the morning, I just put the tent up. You could put four pegs in and sleep in it. Probably if I'm only going to put four pegs in, I'd probably sooner put the four guy ropes in than the four pegs around the base, to yeah, be right. honest, so that at least it's, if it does get windy during the night, um, I figure it's easier to spend an extra five minutes pegging it then yeah. than at 2 a.m. when the wind picks up and I've got to get up Everything's and do it flapping then. So, and, yeah, that's um, but, actually but a good point. Don't put the awning up yeah. and it's it's a really quick and easy setup. Yeah, yeah. cool. So I know um, regular listeners obviously to the podcast would know that you don't have an awning. Um I do. It's in my chest. You, yeah, but not <laughs> physically attached to your car and yep. stuff. And also probably both of our perspectives on gazebos. Do you carry yep. anything additional for a shelter apart yeah. from your awning on your RV? Yeah, so the, uh, the RV awning is what we rely on mainly for if we're, if it's raining and we need to eat under. Um, I do carry a couple of tarps, a mesh ground sheet that goes down as, you know, ground sheet for the, under yep. the tent could also use that for an awning if you like, but I do also carry like a is um, Austral Ultra Mesh type is okay. what we carry, and I carry one of those, and I just and made up some. Sorry, because we've just done a ground sheets episode not long ago. Mm-hmm. You have the RV yes. mesh. Yeah, I do. And you have an Austral Ultra Mesh. Yes. Okay, so take, cool. take yep. two of them. Um, sometimes I'll take a, a like a waterproof um, poly tarp if, okay. if I want, and then it's a Toss up whether I take both or one or, or the other of the the second mesh tarp or the mm-hmm. the um the waterproof tarp, um. But I prefer the mesh ones. So I think they're more versatile. And that's that's a ground sheet. It's something to set up if I have an outback shower. You can put that as a ground sheet and yeah. wash the kids on it. It's also a shade awning. Um, and I just use I've made up some little clips with um shot cord, mm-hmm. and I can use the eyelets on the ground sheet and sort of hook it to my um, yep. roof rack. And I think I want to add just a couple of um, LOE extendable awning poles mm-hmm. and a few more guy ropes and I can easily set up a set simple, up extra. A simple um, awning on the side of my car that packs up to a portion of the size of um, most other shelter options. Shelter options. Mm-hmm. And it's got multiple multiple sort of uses. Yeah. Even the extra awning poles is optional because you've got I've got two awning poles with the Oz tent anyway. And it works out that I've got two eyelets on that awning on that um tarp that line yeah. up with the width of the awning on the Brilliant. Um, okay. Or loosely lines up with the width of the awning on the RV. RV. So I can yeah. just use the spigots on that and then I just hook it to my car and then yeah, I've right. got this kind of shelter. So that's awesome. it's not as pretty. Yeah. Um as, but it's as functional, a nice morning, but it's functional and it's yeah. easy to pack and like 
I mean, uh, I don't miss the awning. I know they're really popular. I don't want to say don't buy an awning. They certainly got good use cases. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I took it off and I thought, I wonder if I'm going, how many times I'm going to think, wish I had the awning and I've not done it. And yeah. I haven't had the awning on the car for a number of years. Yeah. So talk us through your sleep systems. So it, pretty much the uh, back of the RV is just full of bedding. So yep. I have a double swag. It's a simple envelope style swag, no poles yep. or anything in it. It's from something I bought from like Center Canvas in Alice Springs many, many years ago, tough canvas. It's just lasts and lasts. Mm-hmm. I've upgraded the mat in that to a double self-inflating X-bed mat. Yeah. And I've got- I'm the, assuming the 10 centimeter one. It's a, it's an older 10 centimeter yep. one. It hasn't got the square size, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's a 10 centimeter mat. Uh, and the kids have got two self-inflating Cedar Summit mats. So okay. um, like eight centimeter mats. Yeah, and if you put all them in the in the tent, it's pretty much it's a full like side to side. It's it's full of mats. Oh, I just spilled water everywhere. Nice one. <laughs> um, um, and uh, the the kids just have mats. They don't have. They're not in a swag or or like a canvas bivy bag type thing. No, they're not. Um, it all because it all rolls up inside the one double swag. Okay. So when we go to pack up, um, we pull the pull the plugs on the. On the um, on the mats, I yep. put the kids' mats on top. Their sleeping bags get packed separately, but our doon- we've got a doona. My wife mm-hmm. and I've got a doona and just sheets yeah. on, on the mat. That stays in there, gets laid out flat. The pillows go separately. They just get stuffed in sort of behind the seats. Nooks and crannies yep. and whatever. Uh, the mats go on top and then I roll it all up together and mm-hmm. then I've got this waterproof kind of um, reasonably waterproof yeah. um, roll and I actually put that inside a swag bag as well. On the roof? On the roof, yeah, and that swag bag's longer than the double mat, so I've got space to the end to then put the pillows or extra sleeping bags if yeah, I want good idea. In, a, in a dry bag in yeah. that, and then that whole thing goes on the roof. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, what um, sleeping bags do you guys use for your kids? The kids have just got oh, they're older. I think I've got an old Black Wolf um, kids Eskimo bag. They're really okay. good. These old Eskimo bags, you can't get them anymore. Um, and I reckon, yeah, they've got like the shiny like nineties tracksuit. Yeah. Like outside, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my oldest, I think she's got a uh, a Coleman bag, but we need to upgrade. Yeah. What they're uh, almost to an adult bag now for them. Do you just take your pillows from home off your beds? Um, yes, my wife does because she's she has troubles with her neck, so she mm-hmm. wants to have a good pillow. Yeah. Um, the kids just use um, like I've got Thermarest um compressible pillows. Oh, like are they the fo- like sort of like a foam core type thing? Yeah, like that's got, right. Yeah. yeah, and that's okay for them. Um, for me, I tried a few different things, uh, but on the last trip I used a combination of a couple of Cedar Summit pillows, Eros pillow and their foam-filled pillow mm-hmm. to try and find a, a good but compact Use two pillows. I, I ended up sort of putting two together in the end because I needed the height, mm. but I didn't like, like – so the inflatable one was comfortable if it was tight, but then yeah. my ear got sore when I was lying on it because <laughs> it was too firm. <laughs> Uh, and the foam one was more comfortable but wasn't high, high enough. enough. So I ended up combining it together. I should hit City Summit up and go, you need to combine them. So, yeah, totally. so I could inflate the bottom to get the height and then I had the soft foam against my head. That, that would actually be really cool. It was it was good. It? And then it, it packed up. Actually, I could fit all City of it Summit, inside guys, there. put an inflatable core into a foam core pillow. Yeah, call it the Ben pillow. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Call it the, <laughs> the princess and the pea pillow. It's my idea. <laughs> it's my idea. <laughs> Um, uh, so that all okay. packs up in, inside a bag and that all goes on the roof rack. And because yeah. it's inside, it was bedding's inside a swag, that's inside a swag bag, the sleeping bags and small pillows are inside a dry bag in front of that bag. It's mm-hmm. all, I was in terrible storms, really wet storm 
wet storms, really heavy rain, and it'll stay dry. All stayed dry. Yep. Sweet. What what swag bag do you use? Um, that was a AOS Aussie Outback Supplies, just their polyester one, but. Um, that's not the that's not the that that green one that zips open the ends and not, it's all, not, not the swag protection system yeah. no um this was just a swag bag so it's waterproof it's an old fabric one, right sorry it's an older one they're, they're not oh, they're still current okay but they're, it's their basic version and mm-hmm. I wanted to get that to try it I suppose is a yeah, thing yeah. Where benefit of working for a outdoor shoppers you you're happy to sort of think oh, I'll give it a go mm. I wouldn't get that again because it was packed a bit tight the seam stretched a little bit okay. and it wasn't so good in the sun for it was four months on like the longer road. term yeah so probably long term be better get like the PVC um, bags or something PVC that's going to withstand the sun a little bit more or even a good So realistically, bag. the bag would have been fine using it as per normal, but you're just saying being on top of the roof racks, travelling Northern Territory, Western Australia for four months, mm-hmm. just that UV. Um, it got to it. It just got to it. But I got my yeah. dollars worth out of it. It's still, yeah, I still sure. use it. For sure. it's, it's faded, but it's, I don't know, it probably would do one more four-month trip, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. Um, and I'd be up for another one. But you can see some of the seams starting to stretch because I was trying to fit a fair bit in there. Yeah. So but um, maybe a, probably a good canvas one would be mm-hmm. a better option because those swag protection systems are pretty heavy and yeah. pretty sort of fiddly. They do the job, but they're fiddly. Um, but a good canvas one would probably be a good option. I um, I don't know the actual diameter of it, but I know that Coleman do a heavy-duty waterproof <laughs> tent bag for roof racks. Oh, yeah. It's like that black one and it's massive and it fits every Coleman tent in it apparently of okay. any size. Something like that. It's, just like, it's like a ginormous um, dry sack. That's, I mean, that's so something much like that would need. probably be yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So um, moving on to the kitchen, we have talked a bit about both of our setups in episode 27, which I think was called Camp Kitchen Essentials. Yep. Um, we went into it more in depth there, but so let's just cover it a bit more briefly here so we're not sort of doubling yep. up on it. But, yeah, give okay. us a rundown of that. So my kitchen is pretty basic and it's something I'd like to improve on. But as everyone knows or everyone that's listened to us so yeah. far, uh, a multi-fuel stove so I don't worry about a gas bottle anymore. And that sits on top of one of those just traditional wire leg, cross-wire cross, cross wire leg stove stands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really basic. That's probably the one thing that's a pain in the bum to pack because okay. I can't just chuck it in the back because it'll rub against things and cause, you know, put holes in things because it's mm. got sort of spiky bits. And if I don't strap it on the roof rack properly, it rattles so enormously. you're talking about one of those ones that sort of opens up like a clothes area, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, that's it, small yeah. clothes area. And so when it. they fold flat but they're quite big realistically, aren't they, like long? Yeah, 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 they are, yeah, and they and they rattle, if yeah. you, especially if they're on a roof rack. But okay. um, that's probably one of the things. I haven't come up with a good solution yet to fix mm. that. Um, and then I have just a utility table, so a cross-legged utility table that is packed in a spot in the car that's always easy to get out for lunches and stuff, but that sits next to the stove usually um, as a sort of, you know, once food's prepped, it sits there and that's that's the table I use when I'm cooking. Mm. And then we have just a dining, like four-person dining table that's for food prep and, and also for eating up. Um, okay, so, so you take a mini table and a larger table and a stove stand. Yep. Okay. Um, in terms of chairs, the, those collapsible stools that I know you love. Oh, yeah, the take, telescopically collapsible outdoor connection Yeah, that's stools. right, yeah. I have yeah. a bit of, bit of an I, – I struggle with this mentally because I take eight chairs. 
So I take four stools mm-hmm. and I take some like Helinox chairs and sling type chairs to relax in as yeah. well. Um, but they probably still take up less space than four big camp chairs. So, so here's a question. Yeah. Is there any reason why you don't just eat in your chairs? It's What do you mean? Well, like why do you have to eat at a table and therefore require an extra oh, yeah, but table? If there's like board games or something like that, those little stools okay. are great to set up. Plus those little stools double as tables as well. Okay. So right. I've, I, eight chairs seems like a lot, mm. but use them all the time. In fact, we use okay. the stools more than the other chairs because mm-hmm. they're just easier to sit at and you're laughing at me. No, I'm not laughing at you. It's just I know that you're like, wait, wait, minimalist Ben, and then you're like, oh, I carry eight I know, chairs. And, um, it's just a surprise that I'm, my, I'm processing. I'm, I'm being upfront here and saying I struggle mentally with the idea that I've got eight chairs, but I, <laughs> I rationalise it by saying it's still less space than four big camp chairs. Okay. Your moon chair anyway. It's probably, it's know, probably less space than your know, moon chair. I know, I know. Now, um, in terms of washing and stuff, uh, just a tub, but I did take the kitchen sink, the Cedar Summit kitchen sink on mm-hmm. my big trip based on your recommendation. Yeah. But it was the worst thing I took. Look, I so might retract my recommendation um, when it's my turn, but anyway. They're, they're good if you fill them up, mm-hmm. but I didn't have that much water all the time. I didn't fill mm-hmm. it up that much. Mm-hmm. So I think just a good collapsible plastic tub mm-hmm. is a good, is a really versatile thing to have. Yeah. Um, and all my kitchen utensils, food and everything go in stackable tubs in the back of the car. So they yeah. come out and go. Um, so that little utility table is the spot where the tub with all the utensils and things will go. Just sits on yeah. that and, and you can work on top of the tub as well. It's you don't be. have a drawer system in the back of your I don't, no, I'm uh, pull, full drive anymore, pull, right? I know, I've never had one. Oh, never right. Had, never I, for one. some reason I thought you did and you took it out. I put a shelf in the back and okay. I tuck stuff underneath, but I struggle with the idea of drawers just because of the extra weight, weight that that takes yeah. and maybe lose a bit of space. Whereas I've got tubs okay. that I made this shelf, these tubs slide under and I can use that space really well. Mm-hmm. And then um, in terms of water, that's in multiple vessels. So I've got a couple of 10 litre jerry cans. It's really easy to carry around. And then a couple of those um, Cedar Summit uh, water, X, cell things. water cells yep. um, that sit flat. And you've got the, the you've got the X ones, which are the canvas durable yeah. fabric, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that covers my kitchen. I'm not going to go into the details of what's in each, yeah. each tub. I think. I mean, you've got your fridge, that. and you you don't take an esky. You no, just have your fridge. Yep. I, I have taken an ice box before, but that takes up a lot of extra space um, for things that don't necessarily need to be kept cold. So yeah. I have a 40 liter angle fridge, um, and the food just goes in the in the white tubs. They're just um, I can't think of the name of, of the tub, but they're just from like Bono's white stackable tubs. With yeah. All the food and stuff. You like pantry those. stuff and whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that covers my kitchen setup. Yeah. Cool. Um, now, you mentioned before about, you know, a table for board games and all that sort mm-hmm. of um, stuff. What activities and games do you have in your kit? Like as in stuff you take all the time? Yep. So for our long trip, it was just compact games. So we had a little kit of like compact um, – Operation and a game of go oh, yeah. f- go fish, which was like monumental uh, world monuments or something like that. Uh, um, oh, I can't think of that. But it had so like, it's like a compact operation that you obviously don't play while you're driving no, because you cannot win. It's cards. It's cards. Yeah. So it's it's not like it's so not like a tiny. You don't get like little tiny little tweezers and a, and a minuscule little. No, it's not. It's nothing like that. It's no batteries. It's cards. I refused to play that game when I was a kid because you probably like the other. This other one's good. It just 
I remember feeling every time it went, eh, it like sort of scared me and it sort of gave <laughs> me this like shock thing and I didn't like the adrenaline in my body and I wasn't very good at it so I gave it up pretty quick. But, yeah, the card game. Okay, that's interesting. I'll have um, a look into that. My wife likes a game called Rush Hour which is like a – I know Rush Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all those things she can just sit there and she she plows through all, all of those. So if anybody like doesn't know what Rush Hour is, it's like this little mini car park with cars yeah. and you get different cards for different levels to set the, these little car figures up in the car park and then you just have to try and move the cars. You can't take you them can't off. Take them off. You, you can only slide them in You can only slide them back and forth and anyway to get your green car out or whatever colour it yeah. is. Anyway, yep. Um, we've got a whole heap of small compact games. games um, yeah. Pass the Pigs is another little one that oh, we've yeah, had before. Cool. Um, and some magnetic um, like chess and magnetic mastermind and those sort of things. And it's yeah. usually just a different combination for different trips. Yeah. Where I've got space, I like to take Finska, especially if we're camping with oh, other Finska's people. Finska's great. Finska's yeah. great, great. It's a game. bit heavy though, right? Well, yeah, if I've got space. It's, yeah. it's literally like if I can just chuck it on top of stuff because I'm driving somewhere and I'm going to unpack when I get there. But yeah. if, it's, if it's touring and I'm packing, I'm packing day after day, I wouldn't take Finska. It's too too bigger thing to, to pack and yeah. too heavy. Um, and same thing with the slack line. If I'm going to stay somewhere for a while, I'll chuck a slack line in Yeah. Um, to try and do slack lining, which is usually just me it's falling just fun, off right? a lot, but it's good, yeah. good for strength. And bikes for the kids if we're going to stay somewhere. I've got a bike yeah. rack and I will take bikes. If I'm going to go somewhere and stay for two or more nights, I'm happy to take bikes. But if it's one night, pack up and move on, I'm, I don't take bikes because the – Things got to come off the back of the patrol every time yeah. I've got to pack and unpack, and it'd just be a headache. I didn't touch on um, stuff I cooked with with the kitchen, but I've got a very basic setup of just a collapsible pot and billies. Pretty much. All oh I'm yeah. Cooking. Do you mean like X pot stuff, or do you, as it's, in the pop up? It's like yeah, pop up. It's a bigger, a, a bigger saucepan. So pop up mm. saucepan and a billies. Okay. Couple of, couple of billies. So what now we're getting into the philosophical versions okay. of the questions. What do you like about your setup? The simplicity mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is that's the only word I put there. Simplicity. Okay. I just, I, I'm always looking at trying to make it a simple setup for a number of reasons um, to make it easy to pack the car, mm-hmm. to make it easy to unpack the car mm-hmm. and to make it easy to keep track of things while I'm at the campsite. And I just like, like, I mean, I love hiking, right, probably mainly because I love the fact that I've got everything I need on my back, Yeah, everything. There's no, there's not stuff hanging out somewhere. I'm not getting stuff I'm going to to find what I need. The only thing I need external to that is water and food if I've got food drops. Everything yeah. I need is on my backpack. So I love the simplicity of everything being in the car and not making it overly complex. The yep. simplicity of that help, makes me relax. Yeah. Um, try to get the balance between what I need and what my family need because they need some other creature comforts for relaxation too. So, <laughs> um, What would you change? Um, so I, I would like to – so that utility table that I talked about that goes mm-hmm. in, on the back of the, the car, uh, I would – I'd like to put some sort of folding table that actually is attached in the back of the car because for lunch stops and stuff, I just want to be able to open the car, fold something down and just operate straight out the back of the car. Yeah. Um, so that utility table slash some sort of thing in the back of the car is. Somebody, um, just interjecting here, somebody in the Facebook group recently or not too long ago put up a photo 
when I say not too long ago, it was probably last year sometime if I'm perfectly honest, put up a photo of the back of their 4B and it had exactly what you're talking about inside one of the back doors. It had a drop-down table. Yeah, right. Okay. And it was like on cables and it just had a little latch to keep it in place when they were driving. It was really cool. Okay. So, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It, it requires a bit more work in modifying the whole mm-hmm. door and that sort of stuff, which is yeah. why I haven't got to it. Um, but that kind of I, – I don't know if that's the best solution. I haven't put that much thought into it, but – that kind of goes hand in hand with a, a slightly better um, sort of stove stand kitchen combination mm-hmm. um, because the stove stand doesn't give me a lot of flexibility, like dirty dishes and stuff just stay on the table that we're going to, you know, socialise at after dinner. Yep. So di- dishes almost need to be done straight away. I can't just pop them somewhere and then come back to it because I haven't yeah. got that much table space. Um, so probably maybe a slightly better table stove set up, mm-hmm. um, maybe a higher bench that I can stand at for food preparation and stuff. Yeah. But trying to find something that is compact. Like if I if I take out utility table and the stove stand and then replace it with something, I kind of want to be replacing equal size and weight with equal size and weight, if you know what I mean. I understand mean. what you're saying, yeah. So, yeah. And to be able to wash at a different table too because quite often we wash and then there's water all over the dining table yeah. where the kids are trying to do some colouring and stuff. and Gets yeah. a bit messy. Yep. So um, what have you done in the past? So if, it, if it's if it's what I mean, I mean, we've got a couple of points here of past setups and future setups. Mm-hmm. So in the past, what what was it like if it was drastically different to what you have now? Before kids, it was it was like hiking tent and couple of tubs and a fridge of food. It was really simple. Yeah. But kids came in and I talked about the evolution of the tent. Yeah. Um, so the tent's changed, obviously. Um, as I got older, I did have the full drive warning. I got that and then mm-hmm. added a bug room to that. That was probably one of the bigger changes, so mesh room that they they sat in. Um, but we haven't taken that for quite a while now, um, maybe invested in some better um, bug repellent devices to yeah. have around. And if they it's really bad, they just get in the tent. Yeah. Um, which is probably a better solution than mucking around trying to set up an awning and a bug room and then packing yeah. all that up for like for half hour, an hour that they end up sitting in it at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have one of those, do you know those folding picnic table sets that are like the table and the two benches that like integrated in one? Like they, oh, they, yes. They, they like fold it's sort of underneath. like a bit of an origami looking thing, it right? It looks like a gun case kind of thing when it's all folded up. Yeah, yeah. and it's got the four individual squared. Yeah, yep. yep. I know exactly that, what you that, mean. That was great for young kids, but I literally was folded up sitting <laughs> at that with my legs out the side. But it was great for the kids because yeah. they couldn't tip the chair over. So that's what we did have in the past um, and we've moved on from that. Um, and probably anything else we took was all kid-focused. So when they mm-hmm. were younger – there was like a, we used to have this little pop out sort of porta cot thing that that they'd sleep in and yeah. and ways to sort of transport nappies and all that sort of stuff. So that's kind of what's changed. But we've moved out of that now. Yeah. And I guess eventually um, we're going to future Fu- setups. Yeah. We're going to future setups. Um, eventually, I can see well there'll be no kids or they'll have their own cars. <clears throat> and my wife and I would essentially would probably like to have like a dual cab set up with mm-hmm. a kitchen and probably an awning back on there again in a rooftop tent sort yeah. of scenario. So we're not even setting up tents. We're just pulling up with the two of us and folding everything out and yeah. fold the tent out and we're, we're set up wherever we want. There's no, you don't even have to find ground space for yeah, that. Yeah. You can just park the car wherever you want. So that's where I see it being in the future. Um, I would like to 
improve my awning setup, which is funny because I don't want the awning, but I want to improve the way I use that tarp that I talked about before. And yeah. I've got ideas and I think you shared something with me a while ago about, and I've always thought about a sail track because you can get mesh awnings with a sail track. Or, I can't um, remember Kita, what, Kita what that was. It was a brand that made made a tarp that had a sail track on it and you oh, could fold it out. I can't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, Jira Tarp or Outdoor Connection had one. But you sent me a video of someone who set it up and it was very yeah. much in line with what I thought because you yep. can buy the sail track from from a hardware shop. Of course. And I've got ideas of putting that on the side of the roof rack. It's yep. inconspicuous. It's not bulky. And then when I want to use it, if I've got a tarp with a sail track, I can slide it in. They use two awning poles and set up a very basic awning on yeah. the side. So that's a lightweight awning setup that I, that I want to um, – I would like to invest in in the future. Um, slightly better fridge setup because I put the drawer in the back of the uh, the shelf in the back of the f- car, and that's lifted the fridge up to the point that I can't open the fridge door all the way. Uh. And my kids and wife struggle to get in there, but it means I've got more storage space. So it's a trade off, right? So it's not on a slide. It's not on a slide because slides are like 10, 15 kilos by themselves, and then you lose space each side. Yeah, with they're the quite slide large, well. aren't they? So I did think of a slide, but I struggled with the the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the idea of like there's drawer fridges. So I could put drawer fridges under yeah. the under the actual shelf. So maybe something for the future, but I've got an angle and it's probably going to last me another 50 years. Yeah. So I probably <laughs> never change that anyway. Um, oh, and the other note I had here was was like a two row for two, which I just mentioned before. Cab chassis yeah. sort of set up for two with yeah. everything just kitted up in the back to make set up really easy. Yeah. Wicked. Any I other final thoughts? That sort of covers everything. Yeah, we haven't gone into spares and, and all of that sort of stuff. Obviously, I do carry spares and I only carry one spare wheel. I just have good quality tyres. Um, I carry some basic toolkits and mm-hmm. first aid and I mean, you could go on for a long time, couldn't you? Yeah. About all the, you know, lotions and, and potions and, yeah. in terms of sunscreens and repellents and all of that, but that's all just sort of dotted around the car. The, the kids sit in the back of the car with a tub in the middle with a bunch of pencils and games and drawing facilities and stuff that's just strapped in with the middle seat belt in yeah. between them and they've got a couple of got those those bags that you put on the front of a bike and oh yeah I, and yeah. i've just got like a bar on the back of the back of the seat brilliant. and just put that on there so they can put the headphones and mp3 players right in front of them there that's brilliant um and usually that space in between ends up being a bit of storage for food and stuff that you need during what while you're on the road as well mm-hmm. so the car's quite like we use all the space in yeah. the car when we travel. Um, I would say the only other thing we're mentioning, we've got a roof rack, like a flat bar, flat tray roof rack. doesn't mm-hmm. have sides on it. It's a front runner one. So I don't feel like I need the sides. And I just have the um, that swag bag with all the sleeping gear on top with the RV tent, a small ammo box with some shell in it for my stove. Yep. And I strapped the stove stand up there and that's pretty much it. Okay. We added pool noodles <laughs> as we traveled. And we also, I put the um, fishing rods on the top when they're together, but I've got a, yeah. a bit of PVC pipe in the back that I can collapse them down put and put them, them in. into. It's, it's tied to the, the um, cargo barrier. So you, I know a lot of people have trouble with the RVs mm. on the top of their car, but because yours is the platform, mm. you don't need any sort of supporting plates or anything like that. No, it's supported from end to end. Yeah. And then just a couple of uh, like fasty straps. Mm-hmm. So just nylon straps. Yeah. Sort of third, cut it into thirds, I suppose. And yeah. put a couple of straps on. That's all it needs. Cool. Yeah. That's my setup. That's your setup. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a good run through. But I'm sure there's stuff that people go, what about 
X and we go, oh, I didn't think of that. But yeah. we'll answer so in the Facebook group. Ask, Let us know. Yeah. And um, Ben will answer. If you want photos or anything, we can post it there too. Yeah, we'll try and get some photos for Ben and we'll, um, we will seriously, I know we probably say this all the time, but we will seriously prioritise sort of getting a video and a quick run through and well, we know we're wherever gonna do possible. So mine will definitely get done, off. but yep. um, yeah, we'll do get yours at some stage. Yeah. Cool. cool. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will um, we'll be back with setup. another episode uh, running through my setup, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Catch you later. See ya.